up, world? Back again. It is the Country Rat Report. Yours truly, Vic XL. Gotta say, get well to my guy Spank. We miss you, boy. We miss you. Get well, get well, get well. All right, but we got to definitely keep it going. Definitely keep it going. All right, first and foremost, everybody, salute to all our first and last time listeners. Definitely appreciate you guys. You know, we're keeping the exclusive interviews to my guy Spank come back. I don't, I'm not going to do no reviews to my guy Spank is back, but I'm going to give you all some dope interviews, I promise you. All right? And the day is going to be no different. All right, again, salute to all our first and last time viewers. We appreciate you if you watch this one time. We appreciate you if you watch this over 130 times. Country Rare Report is here to stay. Y'all, please visit countryrareport.com. Again, visit countryrareport.com for all your country rap needs. Every video we've ever reviewed is right there. If you want to listen to 24 hours of country rap music, right there, WCRR. If you want to check out the Country Rap Report, the Country Rap Report playlist on Spotify, it's right there. If you want to check out the podcast or where we're streaming live, it's also right there. All the networks that we're currently streaming with, streaming with, not streaming, streaming with, it's right there. Be sure to check us out. Also, also, if you want the opportunity to have your music play on WCRR, or if you have a video you want to submit to be reviewed on the show, it's right there. You can follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, right there. Okay? It's all right there. CountryRapReport.com. Also, man, salute and shout out to everybody who come in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as we premiere these shows and chat with us live. All right? All right, ladies and boys and girls, this episode is no different than any other episode. We're going to sit down and have a very candid conversation. Very candid conversation with my guy. This gentleman, he was nominated. He was nominated for Artist of the Year. My guy, definitely representing that Midwest. Grace, let me get you to flip that thing horizontal for me. Other way, other way, other way. This way? Other way. <laughs> the whole thing. There you go. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Country Rap Report. My guy, Grace, what is doing? How's, how's it going, man? Going on, man. Doing all right. Bro, first of all, welcome to the show. got to say, well, my guy Spank. Spank is definitely down for a moment, but he'll be back soon. I got to say, Gray, since the last time I see you, you kind of look like Grizzly Adams. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold here, man. It's yeah. cold. Well, <laughs> golly, what you, you ain't got nothing here now, do you? <laughs> Cookies, honey yeah. buns, or something. <laughs> we got to prepare, man. Got to prepare for the winter. So I started about July. Okay. Look, first and foremost, man, again, welcome and thank you for coming on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me, man. All right. Now I got to do this interview and pretend like I don't know you. That way I can ask all the interesting questions that all the people might want to know about Graves. So we're going to go all the way back to the tight lot and we're going to come all the way up to Six South. Okay. Okay. Now. Sorry, I'm. I'm, I'm moving stuff around here. I'm just trying to turn you up because I can't hear you. Okay. Do you have any whiskey? You ain't got no whiskey. You ain't going to drink with me? I'm drinking. I'm drinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the mason jar. Okay. You know it ain't a party unless you're drinking. And you ain't country unless you've got a mason jar. <laughs> you cannot consider yourself country if you've never drank out of a mason jar. Period. I think, I think that's all my dad owns is mason jars. He don't, he don't have regular cups. <laughs> Do you know what's dope about mason jars? And it's going to be some people watching the show right now and be like, Ugh. when you drink out your mason jar, but you taste the rim, and you can taste what you drank last week on the rim. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy that feeling. Maybe I'm the only person in the world, but I like when I can taste what I drink before I drink. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, I had that last week. Okay. All right, man. Look, let's get into it, man. First thing I want you to do is let all these wonderful people know where you're from. Where I'm from. I'm from a very small town in Indiana. Uh, you know, country-ass town. Transplanted to Gary. And, you know, I'm just outside of Gary now. But if I told you the town, no one's going to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, now, being from Indiana, were you a Larry Bird fan? Uh, I, was, I'm, I wasn't, and I'm not really a sports fan. Okay. Um, but yes, there was there was tons of tons of Larry Bird fans. More people in my area liked Sean Kemp, the Rain Man, right? Because 
my town was only like 20 minutes from where he lives. Okay. So every everyone was ma- was mainly a Sean Kemp fan. Mm-hmm. Okay, so look, being from a small town in Indiana, what got you into hip hop and the whole culture of hip hop? Uh, I I I want to say it was just uh, you know, I, I was into skateboarding, um, so even we would go from far away to skate parks and stuff, and people they would be playing all kinds of music, you know what I mean? Because we're in the city, um, but uh. There was a couple of video, skateboarding video games uh, at the time that had some really good hip hop music. Um, man, I'm gonna kick myself for not knowing the name of this, but there's some Gangstar songs that I heard early on. Um, Nas, you know, it's bigger than hip hop. That was in some skateboarding game, you know, and just you know, hearing hearing music like that through, really through skateboard games and through sk- going to skate parks was was pretty much how I got introduced to hip hop. Okay, when did you realize that you want to be an artist? And what made you want to be an artist? Well, I've done music pretty much since I was old enough to play anything. Um, mo- but mostly it was like I learned old classic rock stuff on guitar because my dad was really into country and old, old rock stuff like, uh, you know, Leonard Skinner and stuff like that. But as far as hip hop goes, it was when I got into high school, um, there was one day where there was a huge crowd in the like in, not in the lunchroom but just outside the lunchroom and whatever you want to call that uh there was a huge crowd and like people were laughing clapping cheering all this stuff i went up there to see what was going on and there was people freestyling and that was like uh it, it was really cool to see people just show up and freestyle and you know if you was if you were good then you were good but if you were whack you were whack and that was kind of like um I don't know. I, I, I would go home and I would like write stuff, even though you're not supposed to, you know, I'll go home and I would write stuff and, you know, and then I would, you know, freestyle quote unquote to the kids at school. And that kind of was like, pushed me a little bit more into it. Um, but still being a white dude from a very small town, that was like probably around Eminem's peak stardom, you know what I mean? So it wasn't really like there was a whole lot of white dudes doing it. So I really didn't, uh, I really didn't, talk about it a lot outside of uh outside of the lunchroom all right now did you feel a lot of pressure being one of the few white guys if not the only white guy in your time rapping yeah yeah um like i said it, i didn't tell i didn't tell anyone for a good like 15 years you know what i mean what? Yeah. <laughs> so i had a friend uh who i just met through like car culture and stuff like that um he had mentioned something before that he was making rap music and uh and it was cool you know the stuff he was doing was good and then one time uh we were just like had a bonfire at my house and too much whiskey and he started rapping you know and I, so I kind of got into it and he was like dude you really need to to like record what you're doing because I you know it's dope and um yeah so I, it took me many years outside of high school to even really open up to to people about doing rap music just because uh you know any any person even that would hear about it would be like oh like eminem you know what i mean it was never anything else it was never anything else it wasn't like uh damn there's another white rapper old school he wears big thick uh frame glasses mc search yes search yes 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 but so that's um you know it's it wasn't ever like oh like this other person it was always oh you're trying to be like eminem and like that's really that wasn't it so that kind of was a deterrent from um telling anyone that i was you know into making rap music because it just was always that comparison which is not bad if if it's in a good way that's good but it's people it, it would be all like oh they would just brush it off you know oh like eminem like uh not really but sure you know, and ironically, now I don't think it's so much now in 2022, but I can guarantee you every city that had a white rapper, no matter what that white rapper sounds like, everybody said like Eminem. Right. But no, and it's better they say like Eminem than say like Vanilla Ice. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people just forget that he existed. <laughs> Surprise, man. He made tons of money or whatever. That's cool. But I, I would very much not like to be compared to that. Okay. Now, 
when did you start to get that first studio experience? Um, it was probably around 2013 or 14. Um, that guy I was talking about who I got introduced to through cars and stuff. Uh, he told me that he had a friend as a producer, uh, from Georgia was coming and, uh, he was like, you need, you know, you should get in there and just try and bang out like four or five tracks. And, um, I did, and it was all right. Uh, it was, it was kind of, you know, not familiar with studio and, I had to do a hundred takes and I was just tired of it, you know, so it wasn't my best for sure, but, uh, it was a learning experience. Um, did you put them out? I did on SoundCloud for a little while. Um, but I really didn't share it, which is probably the, you know, I didn't share it to anyone, uh, like me and a small group of people heard it. And like, there's part, there's songs that I have now where I will rap fast but all that stuff was just, it was just fast. It was all fast. It kind of really didn't fit the beats that well. The dudes, I could tell the dudes in the studio weren't really feeling it either. So it kind of was like, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, man, I'm whatever. But so after listening to it a couple of times, I realized that I could do better than that. And I don't want that to be my like introduction into, you know, the, uh, the public as far as music goes. So I deleted all that stuff. Um, some of the verses though got slowed down and I did like ciphers with them and stuff. So I didn't completely erase it, but some of the ciphers that you hear are like 15 years old, not 15, but <laughs> they're, they're old. Right. But um, no, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't feel like it was up to the part and I didn't want to be, uh, you know, like the SoundCloud rapper stigma type thing, you know, where most everything that I hear on SoundCloud is so bad. It's so, it's so bad. And it's like props to SoundCloud because now, like, I think, I think everyone makes money off of SoundCloud. I'm not really sure how it works. I haven't been on it since like 2013 or so, but apparently now you make money off of it. And I'm sure SoundCloud is getting their fucking, their change from terrible, terrible musicians. This is whatever. But I definitely, that's another comparison where I didn't want people to be like, oh, you're a SoundCloud rapper. Like, no, come on. Don't do that. You want to hear something funny? SoundCloud has gotten so popular uh, for SoundCloud rappers mm -hmm. that there is a SoundCloud rapper Halloween costume. Yeah. Is it? Is it the Island Boy? <laughs> no, it, it came out before the Island Boys. It came out before. I'm sure next year there'll be an Island Boy Halloween costume. But there is a SoundCloud rapper Halloween costume. Google it one day. Uh, yeah, I will. It's definitely um. So, all right, you go do these four songs, and they're not what you want them to be. Right, but you're brand new to the game. Right. How long did it take you to get completely comfortable with yourself as an artist? I'll let you know when that happens. So you're still not comfortable. <laughs> as an artist? I'll let you know. Um. Yeah. So. With you know, with all that being said about the SoundCloud stuff, um, you know, a lot of my perspective on the sound of the things I was making was my quality. The room I was recording in, it was like an all wood house. You know, everything echoed real bad, so it was just it was one of those things where I'm like, if if I'm gonna pursue music, I'm gonna have to get into paying people for beats and paying for engineering and you know what i mean like all oh, in paying for new first either studio time or studio equipment which at the time super broke so i kind of would just like shrugged it off and it was like i did this in private for long enough i can just not do it you know and um i don't it was probably five or six years later um i was over at rizo's house and uh same deal few few too many drinks and uh people started freestyling and so then me and Rizo kind of had a couple of back and forths that were like real dope and it was one of those things where he kind of convinced me uh that we should make music together and um you know he's he's like you know he has a good ass job and stuff so he went through and like bought pretty much all the studio equipment that that he wanted to use and all this stuff and we just started banging out songs man and you know he uh along the way developed a pretty good 
ear for how you know i sound and stuff like that so he engineers all my stuff and it comes out i love it and uh it seems like every track we do even together or separately like even his own music has gotten so much better um simply just because of his engineering skills are kind of getting honed in a little bit better um so i i definitely owe it to him man because he he convinced me to uh to get back in it i kind of wrote it off it's definitely beneficial to have a rapper in your neighborhood well, yeah, yeah. And it, it was kind of it was kind of by accident because he we met through this weird crazy happening, but yeah, he ended up moving like just he lit like I could shoot a gun and hit his fucking house, you know what I mean? He lives real close. Um but so him, he's right there, and then our buddy Jamie who does he did the video for Foot in the Grave. Um he did a bunch of videos for Rizo. Um but he lives, you know, just around the corner from him. So it's like, we're all right here in this, you know, small space. So it, it, it's cool, man. It's nice to be able to be that close. All right. Now, what's the music scene like in your area? I don't know. What do you mean? I, I don't know. <laughs> like you I really do shows. Don't yeah, but okay. So, but the shows that I've done are not like in my backyard and, I've even said uh, in other interviews and stuff that I feel like I probably couldn't do a show in Gary. Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't feel like I would, I don't feel like I would do well if I did a show in Gary because I just, (laughs) I'm just too white. I don't know. I'm just too white. I don't feel like, I don't know. I don't feel like people in Gary would really be bumping my shit. Okay. Okay. Well, what I mean, except for the, Except for the G Dot song, maybe they'll like that because that song is all about Gary. Now, but what I mean by the music scene, and I'm talking about as far as the audience of people that like your music. Like, I don't expect you to go do a show somewhere with a room full of trap rappers or, or people. Who right. Well, that's what I mean. I feel like that's 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 pretty much the the fan base here is is trap and drill and stuff like that, which I'm very far from. Um, and I mean. That's cool. Those dudes are doing their thing and they're being successful and all that. So, you know, even if I don't like the music, props on them for being successful. Um, but uh, no. So you can see on um, like your Spotify and shit, uh, what cities are like playing you the most. And almost every month it's a battle between Dallas, Atlanta and Chicago. And Chicago's right here. I've done, you know, a handful of shows in Chicago. It, you know, it's been cool. But it's cool to see because Chicago's only, you know, 20 minutes away that there's that there's that much um I guess of a following in Chicago. Uh but as far as other artists and stuff locally, local to me, I'm I'm not really sure. Uh, I kind of am like in my own little bubble. Now you said Atlanta. Yeah, that might yeah. be. Me. That might yeah. be me. I'm some <laughs> of those. All three hundred people. It's just you with different. No, no, no I'm just saying. So <laughs> some of those plays are me and my wife. Now I'm telling no, you. No, no, no. But um, do you look forward to like branching out and and going to some of these places that are playing your music? Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially the Texas thing, man. I like I said, they are they've been like in the top three. Um almost every single month. So it's kind of cool. My main thing is like trying to figure out how to reach those people. You know what I mean? Cause I could have a million plays in Texas and then go somewhere in Dallas and play a show and have three people show up. You know what I mean? It, I don't know how to, to do that part of it yet. You know what I mean? To, to reach them uh, would be a lot better, but uh, I got, I got asked to do a tour on the West coast. Um, so that that may transpire. Um, it, it would be pretty cool just to kind of network a little bit more uh, with fans and stuff. Do you know who you'll be touring with if it happens? Yes. Can you not uh, say? Well, I know one for sure. The other one is uh, is like not 100% confirmed, which I'm not 100% confirmed either. Okay. So, uh, but it would be... Um, Chasing Revelry, they're like a, um, they're a rock band, um, but kind of like, I don't know, more like Southern, 
Sal Rock, I think they're from Kentucky. Um, Wild the Coyote. Um, so yeah, it's. I think it would be it'd be pretty cool, man. I really their their music both both artists are phenomenal, so that would be cool. All right, now has all right in country rap. Let's talk country rap. Okay. Country rap has really exploded over the past five years. And I know you don't consider yourself a country rap artist. Right. But I discovered you off a country rap rap Instagram page. <laughs> okay. That's how I even discovered you on uh World Star Country Rap. And I just okay. I okay. just shouted them out and I shouldn't. Um, but I discovered you there. You had a video there, and then that made me come to your page, and you know, we've built the relationship since then. But a lot of people in the genre will gravitate towards your music, even though you might not consider yourself a country rap artist. Um, right. first and foremost, how do you feel about the genre of country rap? And in your opinion, what would you or would you actually consider yourself a country rap artist? And if and do you understand why the people who do do? Right. So that's like a very layered, uh, layered question. But first, first and foremost, I'll say I don't consider myself country rap. I am from the country and I make rap music. Not necessarily. No, no, no. There's there's a difference there because there's a couple other artists that. The, the whole genre of country rap and I'm, like I'm not trying to downplay it, but a lot of it has become like very gimmicky. Mm -hmm. um, and that's definitely something I try to stay away from. I'll talk about my roots and this and that, but, you know, I'm not in a cowboy hat on a tractor, you know, rapping and stuff like that. Like, I, and, I mean, that's cool, whatever. There's people blowing up doing that, but um, I feel like they're, they're, they're putting it over the top. You know what I mean? It's, you don't need to be like that. And you don't, you don't need to talk about the same thing in every single song. You know what I mean? I don't know. Some of it is good though. There are, there are, there are a couple country rap artists that are doing it good. Um, there are like, there's other artists too, that I would also consider kind of like in the same realm as me, where they're maybe from the country, but they're, making hip-hop but maybe not necessarily country rap and i mean one of those would probably be broadnecks um you know he he's from louisiana super country but the the rap music that he makes is on a different completely different level than people making quote-unquote country rap you know what i mean i don't even i don't know if uh broadnecks even has like guitars or anything and you know what i mean in, in his beats I've only heard most it, of these hip-hop beats. Right, exactly. And that's what I mean. He's not, he's from the South. He's embracing his heritage. And, you know, you can't get, he can't get rid of that accent for nothing. You know, that's, that's a permanent thing. So you can hear that, you know, in, in his cadence, but uh, he doesn't have, um, he doesn't have that, that nearly gimmicky type of country rap flow and style, which I appreciate that more. Um in any artist uh because there's some people that are just latching on to one tiny aspect of like being in the country or from the south or whatever and then they're just making that everything and so i mean like i said people are quite successful doing that however you know i feel like there's better ways to uh to kind of go about it um jesse boyles i feel like her, uh, dude, <laughs> I feel like she, and I, I told her, but I feel like she raps almost better than any other person that's considered country rap. And go on, what? No, Jesse Balls is the truth. Right. And she's early in the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah. she dips tobacco. <laughs> yeah well and that, i mean that's she but it's not gimmicky to me you know what i mean like i believe that she is about what you know what she says i believe it for whatever reason i believe it 
and there's other female artists that have been in the country rap genre whatever that i it's almost just not believable to me um but i i i it was i don't remember what video it was of hers but i i told her that these country rap dudes better watch out because she she definitely cannot flow you know most of them and she's and she does her own singing and stuff too man so it's i definitely feel like they should be they should be scared of her for sure um do you understand why you've been embraced by the genre I do. I do. And that it's kind of like I'm on, I'm on the fence, you know what I mean? And it's, I could, I've talked about this before where I could go and just make straight hip hop music with 808 beats and stuff and stuff like that. I could do that all day and I could probably put out, I don't know, five or six records a year doing that. And I would be, I would be good. I could do that. However, because of my upbringing and my influences in music are not strictly hip-hop because I really don't listen to rap a lot and um you know when I do it's it's older stuff except for I just listened to Nas new record I don't know if you've heard that it's phenomenal but rarely do I listen to to new rap or new hip-hop um but so I have you know, a lot of influences like from, from metal and, you know, like Leonard Skinner and old classic rock. And then there's country. So I kind of, I'm trying to do justice to all my like musical tastes and kind of make that work. And I don't know. So I, you know, so I feel like I'm, I'm being fair to myself, to my personality. You know what I mean? If I just made straight up rap music all the time, I feel like I wouldn't be doing justice to all my influences and, you know, the music that I was brought up on. Okay. Now, I heard you lately in a song that you're the reason that Yellow Wolf can comfortably comfortably retire. (laughs) Okay. I knew someone was, I knew someone was going to say it. If, If not, if not, why not me? So, mm-hmm. I I want to ask number one because since since I started, I'm, you've always repped Slum American. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start by talking about your affiliation with Slum American. So, I mean, that's been um, even before Slum American was a brand. Hold on, hold on. let me uh, stop you. Let me stop you. Let me stop you. I'm sorry, and I did not. I did not. I made a statement, and I was talking about someone else that's a Slum American affiliate, and I think he might be mad at me. Shout out to Mr. Matthews. I would say Derek Matthews, right? Um, uh, but <laughs> I was not trying to offend any Slum Americans by saying all Slum Americans dress alike. Right, and that's also something I'm trying to like. Uh, not necessarily do, but you know, I'm, I'm like, I try not to do everything the same as, and and it's fine. That's like a, it's, it's like a lifestyle type of style. I don't know how to really explain it, but more so what it means as far as like, um, you know, the bottom of the barrel type of, uh, there's, there's some of the people that grow up like super hood that have nothing you know and then they do uh you know whatever they can to get out of that situation um and people in hip-hop been talking about that forever that's like the hip-hop uh what do you call hip-hop american dream type thing you know you go from you know living in the projects the mansion whatever that's your your hip-hop american dream from actually the classic right right (laughs) um so this you know this american thing is you know, it, it's people, it's people of, of any color, culture, whatever, that have grown up poor and, you know, necess- not necessarily accepted by society because, you know, you go to school with some busted ass shoes that you had to get from your second cousin, whatever, because the timing was right as far as age and whatever. You know what I mean? You get hand-me-downs, um, you know, free lunch and parents on food stamps and stuff. That, that, that type of stuff didn't necessarily just happen in, you know, in like urban areas. Um, so, you know, so Americans just kind of like a unity of outcasts because, 
you know, everyone's an outcast and it's kind of like, you know, that whole acceptance thing. Um, but also like the juxtaposition of just different flavors, man, like in different flavors of music and styles and, and whatnot. There's, you know, people wearing cowboy boots that rap and whatever, you know, it's, it, it goes, it goes miles in each direction. Um, but I feel like before that was even a term, it, you know, that was like the, the mindset and all that stuff, uh, was still kind of ingrained in my brain and then it just took one word and that was the word slamerican and i was like you know that's it that's like just hearing that you know hearing it's like i embrace that so um but uh yeah i'm not like an official artist or anything like that but i have you know homies that work there um stuff like that um you know i've talked with wolf a handful of times and all of them but um yeah not anything like official but i definitely uh you know, I support them because I support that that movement, um, that light being shed on people that maybe no no one really necessarily give a sh- give a shit about. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't I I didn't know if I was allowed to swear. Right. So. <laughs> um, number one, I think it's an incredible movement, and Yellow Wolf has been carrying that brand for years. And right. to me, actually, every artist I've heard represents some American is unique and dope in their own way. So, and that's something a lot of people can't say that every artist that, I mean, I'm sure I haven't heard everybody representing some American, but everyone I have heard who openly reps some American bring something unique to the game and they're dope. And, right. and I'm sure that makes them proud knowing so many dope individuals carrying that banner. Right. Now, let's talk about this music, man. Before I let you go, we got to talk about this music because Number one, you have been in your bag. It's like you have really, really been putting the work in. Um, first and foremost, I, mean, I, I, I know if you yeah, I, I saw it by your elbow there. I wasn't sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Next to, next to some gold records, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um. So, man, let's all right. Let's start with this Swamp Gas project, and then we're gonna come all the way up to. Um, cause you have, I was looking at your Spotify and you have a project I didn't even know about. So let's talk about Swamp Gas. Let's talk about If You're Listening and then we're going to talk about Six Out. Cause I didn't even know about If You're Listening. Somehow or another, I missed that. So first and foremost, that first full length of that first EP for you was Swamp Gas. Uh, talk about. The, the first one, the first one is If You're Listening. Okay. Did you drop them? They're listed crazy yeah i don't know how it got messed up on spotify but if you're listening they dropped it within a month of each other okay so it comes up i don't know why it comes up later but they dropped within a month of each other a month of each other uh if you're listening was that was like my uh trying to that was rizo convincing me to you know to get back into doing the production and stuff and um i had quite a bit of it just ready to go um so oh, i'm sorry go ahead i'm sorry no, no 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 go ahead so that was i you know that was a, a part of the doing everything kind of on the cheap you know uh i tried to find beats that really kind of represented what i wanted to do um and and i you know i'm happy with it uh some of the production stuff could have been a little bit better um but uh, yeah, just some story. Some of that stuff is just story stuff that I needed to, you know, to, to get out. And um, it was more so me. I learned kind of shortly after making that EP that you, you don't really uh, search and find beats that fit to what you're trying to do. You know what I mean? You kind of have to like, it's, it's a collective, you know? So that's why on the next project, that's strictly like, I contacted, you know, producers and was like, this is what I'm trying to do. I want it to sound like this. You know what I mean? And then they, and then they came up with it. Whereas, you know, the first EP was like, I just found producers that already had like 400 beats and I spent hours going through, you know, searching through all this stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was uh, kind of my first, whatever, my, my not breakout, but, you know, foray into, trying to rekindle the hip-hop fire. Okay. Um, 
Then you had swamp gas. How did you feel about swamp gas and the reception? No, um, yeah, I think um, people definitely dug swamp gas. Uh, First of all, kind of what is swamp gas? <laughs> so swamp gas is like a phenomena that occurs uh, in the country um, in, in the south. There's there's a lot of places where it happens, but something about I'm gonna get like super sciency and it's gonna sound stupid, but something about like atmospheric temperatures or pressures or whatever and gases that are like emitted from the swamp it makes a, a green kind of glow and it all it looks it's it looks like the like not ufos but kind of it kind of looks like ufos it's like green stuff floating you, you ever seen the northern lights no but it sounds like i need to call ghostbusters <laughs> well northern yeah so the northern northern lights looks very much like swamp gas if you google it um but yeah so it's just a phenomena that happens uh kind of in the swamp because of the atmosphere and gases whatever makes a light um uh, some people confuse it with like gunshots sometimes because sometimes it's like a a flash instead of just like a hovering really color yeah yeah it's it's, it's pretty crazy but so i don't know if you've seen the first men in black mm-hmm. um he the 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 chick that's husband turns into the cockroach or whatever uh after they're like debriefing her and they do the flashy thing and she forgets everything he's like explaining to her you know you didn't see a ufo ma'am the lights you know the lights that you saw were swamp gas or whatever so i don't know it's just kind of a play on that i didn't know as you was describing that i didn't know if i need to call ghostbusters to get some <laughs> afreshment <laughs> yeah no i think i think it is like methane I, I don't know exactly the gases but it probably doesn't smell too good swamps will smell good anyways um how did you feel about that project once you finished it no i was uh i was pretty happy with it um that was like i said a lot more of me um kind of coaching um producers most most of most of the tracks on that record are produced by warm shelter um he's a very young dude from russia which i don't know how i mean styles reach everywhere okay and there could be someone in africa you know playing slayer or ozzy osbourne and loving it you know what i mean so the style reaches everywhere but he um his guitar playing is very bluesy you know kind of country influenced um and i i i can't he might have done one track off of if you're listening i can't remember and i feel bad but um so i found him early on and i kind of was like just obsessed with guitar playing and so that's when i kind of was telling him you know more so what i'm trying to accomplish and uh he had a great turnaround um and like i said he he produced uh most of the tracks on on uh swamp gas uh and a couple on six south also so uh, just kind of, I just kind of found a groove, you know, and, and rolled with it. Okay. Now that brings us up to your latest project. Six mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. hold on, let's go back because my favorite record on Swamp Gas was J.G. Cooper. Talk okay. about the concept of that record and that good talk. Okay. Uh, so the, uh, I forgot about the beat for that song until you just said that. Uh, there was a huge what the fuck with that beat um and one of the people so the producer sold exclusive rights for that beat to three people and one of them was me one of them was hosier and uh the other dude do you know columbia Columbia? yeah i'm seeing that name okay so Apparently, he gave exclusive rights to Columbia in exchange for, like, some graphic design work or something. But three people ended up with that beat. And I had already recorded my track, and then Hozier released his song. And I was like, you got to be kidding me, bro. Like, that's my fucking beat. And he did so bad on it. He did so bad. That song is so terrible. And that 
for the longest time, I didn't even like that song. Like I, after it was all done, I hated it because Hozier made a song to the same beat. And did he put it out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the name of it, but he just says I'm country like 40 fucking times. It's terrible. He's just like, I'm country. I know. Over and over. Yeah, over and over. Okay. He just says it over and over. It's so bad. But um, yeah, so it kind of made me hate that song. But as far as the writing um, and the title, so I don't know if you're familiar with D.B. Cooper. He was a dude in, I want to say, like the 60s or 70s. Now I feel bad for because I wrote a song about it. I feel bad not knowing the exact time. But he uh, got onto a plane that was full of some, it was like an IRS plane or something. Tons of money on it, okay? And he robbed everyone on the plane and filled up, filled up bags full of money, all this stuff cut everyone's parachute bags and then parachuted off the plane and escaped. Okay. No one knows if he lived or died, but that happened. That's true. That's a true story. hundred percent. And so there's tons of people that think he lived. And then there's the opposite side of it, like the law and stuff. They think he died. They found a parachute in a tree and all this stuff. They, they think he died, but uh, they, they never found him. And there's even movies about people looking for db cooper's like stash like that he had it hidden somewhere there's movies about people looking for it um but uh so that that kind of story that's why the db cooper part well jg is like johnny graves jg cooper so kind of just a play on that but um the the premise of the story is less about uh getting away with robbing a bank or i mean getting away with robbing a plane but more so you know, me and Riza are running around robbing banks all through the, you know, all through the country. Um, you know, kind of like a, a narrative, I guess you could say. Okay. All right. Now, let's talk about your current full length, which was Six South. Mm-hmm. First of all, what, where is Six South or what is Six South? Why that name? And let's talk about your progression with this project. All right. So Six South is, is a term for being like being buried um like you know they dig graves six feet um so you're technically six south when you're buried but also um route six runs through gary and you know it goes it's far it goes far as far but uh route six is like the main road through um gary and then there is an exit number six that goes north and south and that's why I, I say on, on the on the title track six south, you know if you if you take six south you're trying to leave town but if you head north you'll probably never be found and that's I mean there's some truth to that if you take exit six and you're headed north <laughs> you better be strapped. Did you feel so, once you drop this project or as you record this project did you feel like you were coming more into your own as an MC? Yeah, I was, I definitely felt more comfortable. Um, There was, uh, through all of them, there's been some hiccups. And it's crazy because all, all three projects were miles long, you know, 12, 14 songs. And then through just listening to them over and over and over, I kind of like started chopping them down. And it was to the point where those songs that I chopped out, they didn't even get put onto another project. They, they just got deleted. You know what I mean? It was like, you delete I just your music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even from my phone, even uh, like, cause I, I write everything, you know, I got it, but yeah, I even would just delete them out of my phone because um, so that one good thing about my friend group, which is Rizo and Jamie, um we definitely don't hesitate to like check each other so if one of us makes something that's whack we're gonna we're gonna tell them you know what i mean like look i don't really feel like this fits you it kind of is, is a little whack or the, you know what i mean so we're, we're definitely real honest about that type of shit so that uh 
you know, so I don't have to pretend to like any of my homies music. You know what I mean? It's like all the stuff that Rizo puts out. I genuinely love it because, you know, it, and I, and I have some, you know, somewhat a hand in that because we bounce ideas off each other. We bounce songs off of each other. And then we're like, dude, I think that's whack or I don't think that's going to work. Then we just scrap it. But so it's that process has you got kind a dog of, out here? No, nah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I hear your dog drinking water. I shouldn't be able to hear that, but I have dogs. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, man, that's funny. Um, yeah, I'm about to throw this cup at her. Um, it makes me want but, some water. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's kind of, it's, it's kind of not frustrating, but it, it sucks a little bit because especially if I have my heart set on dates, as far as when a record is supposed to come out, like if you, if you were paying attention to it, Foot in the Grave came out in March and then the record released in July. So between March and July was a lot of chopping things off the record, redoing things, making complete new songs because I was like, I need to do this or whatever. So that, that process, um, it's taxing, man. It's taxing and it's really kind of like test your patience um i'm going through it even worse with the new record that i've been working on and it's like it's to the point where i'm just kind of like i don't even want to do it anymore because i'm dealing with so much bullshit are you a perfectionist i i am but i could say that and then there's there's some stuff that i just let slide because i'm like it's whatever like i get tired of messing with them um there's a track on six south where just some shady stuff happened with one of the beats and it was to the point where I just wasn't really feeling that song. And then people will hear it and they're like, this is my favorite song off the record. I'm like, damn, I fucking hate that song. <laughs> and it's, I don't, I feel like I shouldn't hate my own music. Cause I was, I was the same with JG Cooper, but that was because the circumstances leading up to that song being made was just a, a debacle. And you know, same thing happened with one of the tracks on six South, but I feel like the message and the story to that song was very important. So I just let it go. You know what I mean? All right. Well, you also now you just recently released Body Bag. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Body Bag kind of, you, you you better be careful, man. You talk about the devil. He might come do something. You said the devil worship you. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, I really am not. So for the most part, I'm really not cocky in most of my, in most of my, you got to throw a few in every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Well, I ain't mad at it. I'm just you like, when I heard it, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm not scared of anything spiritual. Um, as much as I listen to and appreciate metal music, I'm not like, I don't worship Satan or anything like that. Um, sometimes, you know, when you say things like that, it makes people pay attention. It's not, I could have easily said, I worship the devil in any song, even though I don't, but I could have said that, you know what I mean? But I took it a little further and just kind of put it like, like, you know, the devil worships me because I'm, I'm better than that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so i was gonna say you started this all off talking about another line from that song and i was curious to where you were going with that no because i want i definitely want because that's the most current release and i definitely right. want to conclude with that record um because i really this is the thing with me and even going back listening to your older music and to now and i've said to you this to you off cam and text like, I see the progression. I see the growth as an artist, even in the past 18 months. Like, I feel like you're hitting your groove. And That's uh, all it's been. Huh? That's all it's been. Well, About I definitely feel months. like you're hitting your groove, yeah. and um, which is making... And the fact that you're a perfectionist isn't a bad thing. You just shouldn't delete your stuff. Yeah. Somebody, because, just like you just said, some of the stuff that you hate of your own might be some of the things other people love. So 
maybe you shouldn't be so hard on yourself because you might be deleting gems. Yeah, yeah. Um, the question I do want to ask because you and you and Rizzo have a dope chemistry. When you guys might say, "Hey, I don't like that," or this, is that a sober conversation or a drunk conversation? No, that's yeah, it's usually sober. That we we kind of have like, well, it it depends on when you catch me because most of the time I'm not. Most of the time I'm not really on the sober side of things, but <laughs> but no, it's 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 genuine stuff like. There's there's been some tracks that both of us have have created that almost sound too poppy, like too pop sounding. You know what I mean? And it's like it, it didn't sound authentic. You know what I mean? It sounded like it sounded kind of like either of us were just trying to make a song that was trendy ish, whatever. So that's the type of shit that we try to like, you know what I mean, to cut off from each other because we have our. We have our styles and it's really crazy because our styles separately are very much not the same. And we both still will pick apart each other's music, but then we can make tracks like Rust Belt Devils and, you know, and stuff like that and be completely fucking in unison and that it works great. Um, but we, we just try to check each other. I, I would really, I would really prefer if I didn't ever have to say that Rizo made a whack song, you know what I mean? And I would, prefer the same about myself i would prefer that he doesn't ever have to say oh that song that he did was whack you know like that type of uh i guess mutual uh, appreciation i don't know looking out for each other all right my last last two questions number one because rust belt rust belt devils is out there will there be a complete or ep rust belt devils project yeah, so there is one, and that's how this all started. Before, before I had, if you're li- if you're listening, and before he put out his first record, we did a Rust Belt Devils album, and I think there's nine songs on it or something. Um, it may be only on Bandcamp because we didn't pay for none of the beats or nothing. So we, <laughs> that was that's early on shit. But uh, I think a couple of them we did, but there was some where the people weren't wouldn't get back to us or whatever so we just said fuck it but um yeah so we did a complete rust belt devils record um then throughout the year uh we did a couple other projects we did who to thunk it with nico steel um and we did the rust belt devils like anthem song whatever um we have a couple more in the works right now which may end up equaling to another full-length record i think it just comes down to time uh but i mean i'm so i'm a perfectionist yes but i also the minute i have something in my hand i need to get out you know what i mean like i wanted to release more singles from six south because the record was taking so long i was like i just want to put something out and i didn't do it i held on to it but um i feel like i'm gonna be that way once we do more of the rust belt devil stuff it's like as soon as the track is done just send it out and not worry about trying to make a full length out of it but there's definitely a lot more coming Okay. And what is a Rush Belt Devil? Well, that's just, uh, you know, because of where we're located in the United States is considered the Rust Belt. Um, so it, it was something that, that Rizo said in one song randomly uh, a long time ago. And it just stuck. It, it was kind of a, not really a joke at first, but I kept just replaying it in my head. And then now it's just something that we say all the time. It's kind of like our little unity of, you know, of our friends and stuff. So the, the people that are in, in uh, with the creative process as far as like doing videos and the music and stuff. Okay. I can't let you get off without letting the people know, because I'm sure people want to know the name Graves. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? Uh, it, it's kind of just the, uh, appeals to more of like my dark whatever uh you know, kind of like fascinated by uh, not evil necessarily, but, you know, just darker stuff, graves, gravestones, you know, stuff like that, dead and skeletons and all that spooky shit. Okay. (laughs) What's next? What is next? I'm trying to get this other record done, man. I'm trying, but I got other stuff to kind of sprinkle out along the way. Like I had body bag and uh, rust in the wind, you know, that was just some kind of sprinkle stuff on. Got some more stuff with Nico Steel. I do a machine. We got some more stuff coming. 
Okay. All right, man, before I let you go, because there are people watching this interview and they want to keep up with you, let the people know all your socials, not your social security, <laughs> but all your socials, how they can find you, where they can check this music out, and anything you want to add before I let you run. Um, so as far as social media stuff goes, I think it's uh, graves.xx on everything except for TikTok. That's graves219. Um, and uh, I mean, really, I just appreciate all you know all the support. I, I appreciate that plaque being right behind you there with my record on it. That's really dope. It's gonna stay. <laughs> that's not just for this show. That's that's this season. That's hey, 2022. All 2022. But because you did that, because you hung that up there, that's why you didn't know about it if you're listening. Why? Because it's it's on there. It's the so it's a split. It's a split, and I put both records on one one record, but you. Cause you hung it up, you didn't get to hear that part of it. <laughs> hey, it's it in for me now, though. It's all right. <laughs> so look, sir, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you on your nomination. Um, congratulations on your nomination. Yeah, yeah. Thank for, you for the project. Um, it was definitely the nomination was well deserved. Um, hope you enjoyed being nominated. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely appreciate you. Um announcing some categories mm -hmm. um you know you are family to the show and, yeah, yeah. Um, anything you want to add before i let you go i think i think that's it man you sure unless unless you want to go back to that line that you were talking about not what you the, yellow wolf retiring yeah yeah yeah, yeah i didn't, I didn't know it? if that was all i didn't know if that was all you wanted to wanted to no, say I just, about it. i just was I, I just listened to that line that caught my attention you You've said another line about Yellow Wolf. I'm not even gonna talk about the um <laughs> the um which one was it? And I had to call you like, was that a Yellow Wolf diss? No, yeah, never. You remember that? Uh, no, that and that wasn't a diss either. Uh, like I don't know if you listen to the game much, but uh, the game was shouting Dr. Dre on like everything, you know, for records upon records. He said yeah. his name every other song. Um, but that's actually that line is is from the game. The game, uh, the game said that word for word. But he said, "I'm the reason Dr. Dre feels comfortable retiring," and uh, you know that was way long time ago. But in light of new, you know, things this year, Yellow Wolf is, you know, hanging up his hip hop hat. You think so? Um, the man yes released five albums in 2021. Okay. And one so, classic. Right. And but so with those albums though, leading up to that, he basically was gonna throw all that away. And he was like, he was sitting on all these records and was just basically saying, I'm coming up to you know my end of, of doing hip hop. So if I don't release all this music before I put out the rock record, sometimes why, then he's just gonna throw it all away. And obviously the people that are around him you know convinced him that that would probably not be a good idea and you know they dropped all those projects like that but he had said that if he didn't drop them all and i think he dropped them all in a month you know what i mean he said if he didn't release them all he probably would have just thrown them away um and there's some there's some there's some real gems in there uh so i mean it, it's good that uh that it didn't happen like that um but i get outgrowing things you know what i mean because i I, there, there is a point. Who says it? Andre three thousand, maybe talking about too old, being too old to to, to still rap. Was it him? I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there's such a thing. So I debunk that. Period. I, I think it's a God-given talent. Right. That, that's just my personal opinion. I think it's a God-given talent, and and to me, if, if you have the talent. And those rhymes still come in your head, spit them. Right. No, absolutely. And he probably will do the same thing. Um, one thing I know that that probably hurt a lot of artists was the COVID thing, not being able to tour. allow people to tour. Yeah. And it's most of the time artists of all genres, rock, whatever, they'll release a record and then they'll tour for damn near a year. You know what I mean? Off of that record. And then they'll go back in the studio and start it all, start that process all over again. And 
So that's another reason why I feel like we got so many records from different artists was because they weren't allowed to tour. So it was like all that, you know, it's just accumulated. But I have a feeling because he did he did a couple a, a few shows off of you know his latest record um, Mudmouth, but you know he really didn't tour off of the records that he did. So it's got to be coming, you know what I mean? Maybe he's not going to be recording much rap music anymore. But I'm sure, you know, he's not going to go play a show somewhere and do his full rock album and not do Pop the Trunk. Yeah, you know he's not. You're not going to do it, you know. That intro record. Just the intro to me was my song of the year for 2021. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it's good, dude. It's good. Come on, man. You can't be that dope and retire. All right, Grace. <laughs> yeah, man, my, my cup is empty. Yeah, mine too. Your cup is empty. I think we've covered everything. Yeah. Um, again, sir, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely, always. And um, we'll talk later. Absolutely. Have a good night. All right. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that is my partner, my guy, Graves. Let me get him out of here real quick. And boom. All right, that's my guy, Graves. Please, please make sure y'all check out all Graves' projects on all streaming platforms. Please definitely go check him out. Check him out. Check him out. And um, let him know. Country Rat Report sent you. Make sure you follow him on all his socials. All right, man, we're about to get up out of here again. Another episode in the can. Get well of my guy Spank. We are the Country Rat Report. Please visit countryratreport.com for all your country rap report needs. And remember, we're on a quest to a million, a million subscribers, and we'll be giving you guys a free concert. All right? So hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification button. That way you know when we drop. All right? It's your boy, Vic XL. On behalf of my guy Spank, we are the Country Rat Report, and we'll see you guys next episode. Peace.